Hello, and welcome to TV Times 3, episode 354. On this episode, we've got some renewal news, and then we'll be talking about the first season finale of The Good Place, the third season finale of The Librarians, and recent episodes of Schitt's Creek, Sweet Vicious, and Timeless. Plus, a brief reality check and some TV recommendations at the end. You can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 354. I'm Amory from mytakeontv.com. I'm Jason the TVaholic from tvaholic.com. And I'm Ray. And I pointed to myself. When you said Drew Amory? Or yep, when I said I'm Ray? <laughs> no, every time I say my name, I point to myself just to remind myself who I am, I guess. Well, it's an and important thing to do. It is. In the news. Amazon has renewed Sneaky Pete for a second season. The second season, Jason thought, just started. Yes, that's right. But the second season has not. So it's not a surprise to me. I, I thought it was <laughs> renewed already. So, um, I haven't watched it, but I've heard good things. So there's that. Um, Esquire Network will be shut down in the spring and become an online-only operation. Uh, I like Nice Fight that they have. And I really liked the one show that traveled around with actors to, like, their favorite cities. I forget what it was called. It was good. Um, but I, otherwise, it's only good for me for Parks and Rec reruns. <laughs> yeah, apparently they haven't exactly been getting the... I mean, it was supposed to be the the young men was the uh-huh. was the target audience for the, the network. Uh, but apparently it hasn't been doing that well, and a lot of... Uh, cable operators have been try- just dropping it from the lineup, which makes it even harder to garner an audience for that's true uh, your shows. If you know, they barely could find it beforehand. They definitely not going to find it afterwards, and so exactly. So yeah, I guess they're going to there keep, it goes keep doing some of the stuff they've been doing, but it's going to be all you know web or app uh, type of uh, access to the stuff. Cool. Um, NBC, am I, no, yes, NBC has renewed This Is Us for a second and third season. Did you hear me roll my eyes? And ordered 20 more eps of the, episodes of The Wall. Um, it's not that I don't think This Is Us is a fine show. I just, it's no parenthood. You just uh, roll and your eyes at the... Two seasons of a show, though. Yeah. I mean, it's only 18 episodes. But is it, you, you roll your eyes at the two-season renewal because if... The second season were to totally suck. It's not like they're actually going to get a third season. See, I don't know. I don't know all the details. I just think it's. I think it's overrated. I don't know. I don't but, know. I'll say it's. Uh, it's getting a. <clears throat> it's still getting a pretty decent audience for. That doesn't mean I can't think it's overrated. Well, that's, that's true. I mean, there's still a lot of people watching The Walking Dead, but yeah, you know so. And people have watched NCIS for 97 years. Doesn't mean it's a great show. <laughs> I have not watched a single episode of The Wall. I'm, I'm still, f- I've gotten behind on This Is Us, and yeah, I'm I two episodes behind. I haven't watched any of the of The Wall either. But apparently, that's done really well. Uh, so, however many episodes they had or of it, there's going to be 20 more uh, for them to drop out there at different times. I suppose whenever, uh, whenever they need to fill they, a hole, they, they need to fill a hole, or they they decide to cancel something, or who knows, yeah. various uh, various things. But but yeah, the wall looks very. I don't know it, just from the the commercials and stuff like that. It looks a lot like any other game show. Various other shows that uh, don't really have any skill to them. <laughs> they're, they're, they seem to be mostly luck. You know, like picking oh. picking briefcases or whatnot, and trying to right uh, trying to move along. Uh, this is just like a giant plinko board uh, that you're exactly uh, that you're playing. So I don't know. People seem to be watching it. So well, good for Chris Hardwick because he needed more exposure. And I'm sure, cost wise, it's not that expensive to make. Plus, you know, including the prize money. Right. So that's NBC. Netflix will be the new home for comedians and cars getting coffee uh, with Jerry Seinfeld as of later this year. I don't know what that means for Crackle because that's kind of the only reason Crackle exists these days. Crackle does have some other of their own programming. But yeah, because 
not only are they getting at present 24 new episodes that'll start airing at the end of this year and in 2018, but they're going to get all the back episodes as well will now be on Netflix. So cool. Plus I guess they're also, you know, they signed some overall deal with uh, Seinfeld. So there's going to be two, at least two stand up specials with Seinfeld coming as well. Cool. So that's our news. I'm sure there's more out there. You know where to find it. I'm sure there's some breaking right now as we're recording. Yes, probably. Prime time. Timeless. Season one, episode 11, the world's Colombian exposition. Boy, exposition, huh? They threw a bunch of stuff in this episode. Yeah, they definitely. Like I, I thought they were going to make Harry Houdini a bad guy. They didn't, but I thought they were going to. Yeah, I like, well, I like the, uh, I like the whole bit of her basically saving the day. Yeah. Uh, I liked, you know, getting, you know, Harry Houdini to be <laughs> as, you know, the escape artist and being able to pick locks and all that type of stuff to, to be, you know, to help you out. You know, they threw in a, a bunch of different uh, things, but it also put things in, in, you know, it definitely was built to be like an episode coming back to, uh, to get things started where, you know how Flynn telling him who, you know, was responsible for his wife's death and sort of puts him in the same situation as Flynn. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to, you know, would he, would he now go back, you know, further in uh, in time, someplace to take out an ancestor, right? So that down the road it would uh, change things, but then you don't know what other changes that could make, or I don't know. It just uh, it puts some things in interesting in interesting places to come back. I really liked too that um, I've been watching cause I follow Leslie Jones on Twitter and I have for a long time and she's just, I've, I've seen her become obsessed with timeless on Twitter and like totally organically. She's not an NBC shill at all. She watches TV and she just likes what she watches and she tweets about it. And she's totally in the air for Timeless, and she's been all excited about it. So they came for her. She was part of Weekend Update on Saturday Night Live this week. And it was amazing that she called them out and was like, you know what you should be watching? Timeless, Monday nights on NBC. Like, I don't know that it's going to help at all, but it was totally organic. It was like, and Colin Joseph was like, you don't get extra money because you mentioned an NBC TV show. She's like, I know. I just like the show. So she, like, wants to help them because it's definitely, like, it'll be one of the first shows canceled, I think. Which is a shame because I really like it. I don't know. Is it doing – has it fallen it's off doing that much? Well in, it's doing very well in, in playback, like DVR watching, but its live numbers are real poor. So I'm not really sure. I don't know what else – I mean, NBC has 87 hours of Chicago shows, so – and Well, the – Timeless isn't uh, an NBC production, though, right? Uh, Timeless is Sony. Yeah, so that's so that works against it. That that can't, yeah, that can tend to to work against it. But if it is showing, I don't know, if it is showing good overall numbers, you know, Sony in the past has shown that they're willing to cut, right? You know, special deals to keep those type of things going because they know that they can that it's a show that they can make money on the back end uh, right. that might have more life to it. I just think because... the cast have really found their footing and I like it. And I am into the mystery and I like the history part of it. And I like that Goran Vishnik is bad, but also not always bad. And I've always been a fan of Abigail Spencer. So I like, I really wanted to do well. I think there's only two episodes left. Yeah. Well, they've, they've said it, they've set it up in such a way that, at times you're like you're sort of on board with Flynn like wanting to get rid of Rittenhouse but not exactly like the method of, of which he's chosen you know right. just to to wipe out major figures and 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 everybody else around them you know potentially that that was involved in it in you know in history and but I also really enjoy I've always liked these type of things where you get and all you know, an alternate history, or they you know they go back into history and get to, you know, participate in different things, and maybe it changes things, maybe it doesn't, but mm-hmm. but you get to see them like it changes it just enough yeah. that they 
Like they do change things and it doesn't change back right away. And But I but I mean but stuff like because of where they're at, Lucy goes, Well, Harry Houdini's here, even though he's not Harry Houdini yet. You know, the you know, super famous mm-hmm. and stuff. And so the way that they take real events and then fictionalize them for their purposes uh, and and stuff, I think is is where a lot of the the fun of the show comes in for me. Agreed. And then they do have some, you know, some other interesting stuff. I like to, you know, Rufus sort of finally standing up and being like, you know, if you if you think you can find somebody else to fly this bad boy, you know, right? Go for it. But I'm done, you know, being your lackey. Which I'm sure is going to go just swimmingly for him. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure, sure they're going to respond just fine. Yeah, but still, it's. It put everybody in, you know, interesting places for, you know, Lucy still wants to figure out a way to get her sister back. And mm-hmm. now Rufus is standing up, but he also wants to protect his family. You have Flid telling him about how he could potentially save his wife, which, you know, we've already seen that he's tried to do before uh, in other ways. So I don't know. It just put everybody in an interesting spot and. And then they show you a preview of next week. They're going to be uh, going after Jesse James because that's who Flynn's hanging out with uh, next week. And so mm-hmm. they're going to be heading back to the Old West. So I'm on board as long as it keeps going, as long as they keep doing it. So fingers crossed that Timeless gets to keep happening. Um, Sweet Vicious, season one, episode eight, back to black. Ray, your thoughts? Um, I wasn't expecting so fast. (laughs) (laughs) To be thrown under the bus like that. No, I'm just using it. Um, I don't know. These, these episodes are like these last few episodes have been pretty uh, rough to watch. (laughs) They're intense. Yes. Or some aspects of them at least. Right. Um, I was happy that it ended with, um, oh, why can't I think of her name? The friend, what's the friend's uh, name? Kennedy? Yes, Kennedy. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, with Kennedy finding her in the library. Um, like, I was happy to see that. Uh, uh, oh, good God almighty. That, Jules? Not Jules. Ophelia, right? Which one? Green hair is Ophelia. Fake yeah, Mary- green hair. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> That um, Ophelia's words to Kennedy got through is what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I think probably more than anything, it is true that she clearly has not been the same since that night. So, um, I mean, I'm not sure that it kind of... And it helped to have me. the flashbacks because we only really saw her as a sorority girl. Like, we didn't see her before. Right, and especially when you, like, compare to how, like, she had a good relationship with him even like she was definitely friends with him as well so to see the comparison of how she became right after it right um now I was a little confused by the I think it was just the way they were saying it um because I felt like it was a little unfair to accuse Kennedy of knowing what happened I mean I think she could have it's possible that she suspected exactly what changed her you know what I mean but I don't think it's fair to say she had any clue that it was um the guy Nate um and in, in this situation like in a way it bothers me that Jules kept silent for so long because you put Kennedy in a, in a bad place too mm-hmm. um, because Kennedy's basically been dating a rapist for <laughs> right um and getting a lot closer to him you know what I mean like he it would be one thing if you had said it fairly soon enough that she could have pulled herself out of that relationship. She's pretty far into it. So right. um, I'm sure it's also going to have some effect on her in that regard. Uh, but anyway, but it was nice to see that ending. Um, God, that counselor was the worst. Lane Kim. Oh, oh my God. She was so bad. It was <laughs> so bad. It was so offensive. It really was. Especially after the nurse was like so good and tell you know told her that this is what she should do and then right and then she goes there and and she's just like oh it was her best friend's boyfriend oh that's probably what happened 
yeah, becomes that that person that that starts picking every little you know little thing out that. Uh, Which I mean, a lot of accusers do get that runaround, but well, especially after she found out who it was, right? Like, right, exactly. Yeah, but we've also seen that the uh, that the administration or something is not, you know, somebody's shutting various things down, you know, at the college, anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the only, I think the thing that kind of bothered me about Kennedy coming around was that she finally didn't come around until Nate like freaked out on her, like she didn't fully come around until, like she she had to almost experience a, you know, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that's of, true. I, that I wish, true. I wish that she would have, I wish she, you know, that Ophelia's words are something that. I mean, I think it was the combination of like, them. Yeah, it was, yeah, sure. It, right. was, it was the combination, but it was like, that was the thing that finally went, Oh, Oh, wait a second. She's right. But it, it kind of was like, did you really, after, you know, after everything, did you really need it to go, uh, that far before it snapped you out of of it to, you know, to realize that she was telling the truth. Mm-hmm. I don't know that that sort of bothered me uh, a little bit, but but I yeah the the last few episodes though with them filling in more backstory and another thing that I didn't like, um, but lo- I mean I'm glad that she went and I'm glad that Kennedy came around and I'm glad that they were like I want she would they were together when she went to report it, but I also really wish that Ophelia had been there also because she's the one who's gotten Jules through it. And then Kennedy gets to come in and be the one who's supportive. Like to me, as I just felt for Jules or for Ophelia in that situation, cause she had called her names and whatever rich spoiled brought or whatever. I just felt like, okay, well their friendship needs to be okay. Also. Yeah, well, I did like that scene though, where Ophelia goes to talk to Kennedy and didn't, you know, didn't take what Jules had said and done, you know, so personally that she just, yeah. like, whatever, you know, she still cared for her and still was like, I've done, I've done everything I can do. And, you know, she's gone somewhere and I have no idea. Uh, so it's up to, you know, it's up to you. Mm-hmm. I think um, Jules so- is pretty up herself so yeah yes so the whole thing with sorry harris how how does he know it's ophelia i don't know does he know it's ophelia or did he like i couldn't remember if she had that wall somewhere she had a live feed to the wall on her computer so do you think he that's what he found oh maybe did they uh, i'm trying to remember what did they did they show us? What did they show that he? Because he had to have found something. He showed her the pic. He showed her the wall. Yeah, that's what I thought, right? So maybe he did show her. Maybe he found her live feed of the wall. Well, and was like because he knew of the wall now. So for him, it would be something he'd be like, "Wait a minute, how do you know about the wall? And why are you keeping a and camera you- on it?" <laughs> yeah, well, that was that was one problem I had with it. Was like, what kind of picture did they have of the wall? Did they have? An actual live feed. Because, because I don't think it was a live Ophelia, feed. She wouldn't she have seen Barton and Harris write that name? Yeah, I don't think it was a live feed, but it was like a cam that she could turn on and off right when she. Well, yeah, that's what I, that's what I was thinking. Is like it wasn't like necessarily like streaming or recording like all the time because I was like, yeah, I, I thought of that. Like, if you were recording that, wouldn't you just go back to see like who wrote it and then be like, oh wait, we're. But yeah, if you're just checking in from time to time because you have a camera on it where you can see if there's a new name as opposed to having to actually go and look. Uh, right. I could, I could see, you know, I, I could see that as potential, but yeah, I, I'm, st- I'm not exactly sure how or what uh, he found. I assume that that will be resolved in, the, in this week's episode. Yeah, I don't, there's so much, um, but you know, they've also got the other thing with the missing persons Oh my god! Well, okay, so when she was beating that guy to a pulp, and he was, she was like, "What? You're gonna beat the guy to death?" I'm like, "She's already killed someone." Did they forget about that? Well, that's well, what, not her. No, but that's what Ophelia. Ophelia killed I mean, the guy. Ophelia kind of did say oh, that. Okay. She was like, "You know, this is already." You mean Ophelia saying it? Yeah. Memory? I mean, they well, killed I think someone. She's tra- 
I agree with you, except that, um, one, the guy was actually attacking Jules when she <laughs> killed him. Not that she meant to kill him. Right. So I feel like she is right to call it definitely like, different to carve him up, though. Yeah, that they're that they're not about killing people, even though they have. <laughs> right. Know? And I think it was also about protecting Jules herself. Like Ophelia knows she's done it and she's fucked up, but Jules has yet to totally go over that line. I mean, I'm not I'm not quite sure how the show is going to get out of it. Yeah, reconcile it. Like I get so uncomfortable when Jules is with Tyler. Is yeah, that who it you is? nailed it. Got it. <laughs> nailed it. Um, I feel very uncomfortable, like when they're together and they're like, it, like when the, in the moments when she's like totally forgetting that you know what I mean. They killed his stepbrother, right? Um, because I feel like there's just there's a line there that I don't know. It goes a little like too far for me sometimes because I don't know how they're gonna reconcile. Like, there's no really way to reconcile what they did there. I mean, and don't get me wrong, I do think in that particular case, it was not intentional. They didn't mean right. to do it. All they did was cover it up. But, um, and the guy was clearly an awful person. But, Correct. <laughs> but still, there's like a weird, like for me, and even though it's not Jules who did it, like you know what happened, you know how much he seems to actually care about his stepbrother, even though his stepbrother was a, not a great person. You know what I mean? Right, right. So I don't know. Which I guess they're obviously going to address since now they've realized that he's missing. Right. Yeah, so they do have a lot of things all sort of coming to a head here as we... Is it a two-hour finale? Yeah, this week they're playing the last two episodes together. I mean, what a surprising show. I had no idea that I would like it as much as I do, and I really do like it. But I'm hesitant to, like, really... Until I see what they do with this person they killed mm-hmm. and how the show gets them out of the fact that this person was killed. You know, I, I'm a little, I don't know. I mean, they're still doing wrong. <laughs> yeah, but like, I don't know. Sure. How can you get them out of any of it? Like they, I mean, I understand it's uh it's all about a fantasy f- power fulfillment, like getting the power back. Right. You know what I mean? Like I, I get what the metaphor of the show is, but it's still like, yeah, well, it still feels know. like the, it, it started off just a, a step too far. Right. And it's just always like, even when you're sort of enjoying the show or interesting things are happening or, or what have you, it always somehow comes back to that, that you're just like, how, cause I mean, even if they got caught as vigilantes, you could see them, you know, like because of what happened to her or whatever, that it wouldn't necessarily be like a life ending punishment type of thing that, would, mm-hmm. uh, that they might have to deal with. I don't know. But with this, if they were to ever get caught and that gets attached to them, then yeah, I don't, I don't know. It just, uh, it's just one of those things that all the time feels, I, I guess at times you're like Jules, you're like just going along and the show's going along. And then all of a sudden you remember, wait a second. Right. There's this huge thing. So yeah, I'm I'm very interested to see where you know, where they go with uh with it. I mean, overall the 10 episodes is not like a huge uh time frame, you know, the of which the story's taking place over, so you know, there's still you know, there's still plenty of of story to tell within you know, even if it was two yeah. or three or four seasons that it, you haven't really necessarily traversed a ton of time, you know. Maybe. I don't know how much you could. Although Ophelia's training has really come around <laughs> quite quickly. Yes. They have. That was the one thing I was hoping that you'd also find out in the backstory episodes is like where, like you see where she gets the idea, but where did she, you know, where did uh, the fight training come in? Like where did, right. d- did she have some of that in the past and then just started using it again or... Uh, you know, because of, I don't know. I wish, I kind of wish they uh, had gone a little bit farther in that. Although that seems to be the thing that they're sort of just, you know, just sort of blazing by. Mm-hmm. We'll see how it plays out. That and the, I'm going to be nitpicky for just a second. 
Yes. It really bugged me that they didn't keep somehow keep her having her arm covered <laughs> from this point forward because she very like that cut shouldn't have healed. And I think in this very last episode, she's fine. Like when she's wearing a dress or something to the party, she doesn't have a thing on her arm. And I'm just like, um, <laughs> right. She would yeah. most definitely still try that. <laughs> and it, That's like, funny. I wanted her to honestly, like for the, those, I think it was two episodes, right? For her to keep, like, when people touched her on her arm and stuff like Like, I wanted that to carry through because it couldn't have healed that fast. Right. And yeah. I agree. It, it, it also seems like something that even when it does heal, it, it's going to... Yeah, it still leave, would be a car, scar it's gonna, there. It's going to leave a little bit of a mark. So, yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, every every once in a while, there's little things... It's nitpicky. I love this show, so yeah, it's just me yeah. being... Right. But even in a show that you're enjoying, every once in a while, there's just something, anytime something off hits you, it pulls you out of the moment, you know, where you you drift off a little bit onto, hey, shouldn't her arm be, you know, like, shouldn't she have some sort of uh, something on her arms or, or right. wait, how did Ophelia become that good at fighting? They've only <laughs> known each other for a few months. Yeah, Maybe if, she's just know, really unnatural. Yeah. <laughs> also, if Jules was failing school before, now she must really be failing. Like, I don't even know how she's still enrolled. That's true. <laughs> anyway. Well, they have been studying a lot, quote unquote. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Except that we know that they have, in fact, not been studying, and Jules has been moping around in Ophelia's apartment for what felt like weeks. I don't know how yes. long it actually was. Yes. Yeah, there was a little time that passed. I mean, we saw that, but but you are correct, Ray. It wasn't enough time that you would go sleeveless. Yes. So there's that. Now we're going to talk about Shit's Creek, Season 3, Episode 2, The Thruple. Is there anything better than the awkwardness of David and Stevie? I don't think <laughs> no. so. When she, and when he shows up for dinner, and he's like, what? What are you doing here? Oh my god, I love it so much, and I love how they both know each other so well that they like, yeah, we know this isn't going to work for us. <laughs> like that boy I'm... is a beautiful man, <laughs> and he has chemistry with anybody he talks to. That therein lies the problem. Yeah, except that they all they both have chemistry too. So it's like, yeah, this yeah. is not. <laughs> <laughs> we were both going out to find somebody so we wouldn't be together, <laughs> right? Exactly. But I did love that one. I loved his like, you wait a minute. You are going to go on a date with him after you broke up with me. Yeah. <laughs> and like, she was like, oh. no. <laughs> but again, they know each other so well that they were like, yeah, we have, I was, and I totally would have also. <laughs> I just love I it. Love that. <laughs> Alexa, was this the episode where they went out to lunch? Alexis and, uh, Yes. Oh my God. Because what's his face was the was uh, waiting tables the whole oh. time. Like I did love David's reaction when he comes over, and he's literally like, "Whoa, wait a minute, what's happening?" Oh my God, I just love that. And did you know? And I learned this this week. I don't know how I missed it, but Twyla is is David is Dan Levy's sister. He's Eugene Levy's daughter. She is. I did yeah. not know that. I didn't know it either. I saw somebody somebody posted like uh, something on Twitter that was like, "Who's your favorite member of Shit's Creek?" And uh, she, I forget what her first name is, said something to Dan Levy and was like, "You better be saying me." And I was like, "Okay." And her name was Levy, and I looked it up, and um, yeah, she's the she's another Eugene's daughter, and she's great, and she just handles him just like um, so well. And the two, I want more Twyla and and what's his name. What is his name? Johnny. I want them to do more scenes together. I think they're so funny. And him, when the combo situation was all happening. <laughs> I did love that. It's, just, it's such a good time. The show. Oh, I love it. I love it, you, too. You was were going to also... say... What? You said the... And then I started talking. I know. Uh, it was about the, the full combo. Um <laughs> <laughs> the, was this episode the one where they what's his face mutt mutt no mutt? 
that's in the, that was the first episode, wasn't it? Were they, no, it wasn't yeah. that. Um, it's not. That's not what I'm thinking of. The what's the guy's name? Um, Alexis's ex boyfriend. I don't remember his name either. Justin Milligan's character, the dog, the vet, right? He's like, why? Why do you not want to work? Or why do you want to work when you never want to work any other time of any day ever? Ted, is that the? Ted, um, yes, no, Ted. I'm, I, I'm thinking of the other guy, the the one where she's watching the house. That's the first going. Okay, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's just in my mind. <laughs> but just her, Alexis, and, and her mother at and Moira at lunch with the cheat sheet and like the questions. What's your favorite color? Did you ask me my favorite? I love her. She's like, "What's your favorite color?" And Moira responds, not realizing that Alexis is throwing it back at her, and she's like, "No, I'm surprised. Like, I, no, I'm not asking you a question. I'm wondering why you had to cheat. I had to write down notes on your hand to talk to your daughter." Oh. However, then, I did also love when she goes, what's your favorite season? <laughs> Moira says, awards. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, it just makes me smile. I just, I get so happy knowing Wednesday nights are coming because I love this show. And it's, it also gets very emotional. They had a very true or real interaction there. Uh, wait, did. is this the episode where they see him? Yes. Where they all walk to, I don't know where they're walking together, but the roses are all walking outside out of the room and the guy's just sitting in the truck. Yes. Oh, at the very beginning. All, when he's waiting just, for Stevie, not him, right? I just love how they make fun of him. And Alexis is like, oh, this is so awkward. And Johnny doesn't have. <laughs> oh, it's the best. I do also love how in this little town, this little tiny town and wherever it's supposed to be, that they have all of these different characters who are totally like the, he swings both ways. And yep. Yep. I just, I do love that little, uh, so whatever. Good. It's yeah. so good. I really wish more people would watch it because I mean, I don't think it's doing poorly and I think it's, I mean, it's already been renewed for season three in Canada. I'm pretty sure. And probably here too, just cause pop TV usually does that, but, um, it's just so good. Agreed. And everybody has to watch it. That's our two cents on Shit's Creek. Are the okay. is the yeah. the previous season on a streaming service someplace or I don't know if it's on streaming, but it's probably on Pop TV online. Hold um, please, I'm, I'm Googling it. You can get it on YouTube. Oh, it's in season three. I guess see yeah, that makes sense. I guess it's been renewed for season four. I don't know. It's in season three. Um not that I can find it. Oh, here we go. It says TV Guide has every full episode so you can stay up to date and watch your favorite shows. Maybe you could watch it on TV Guide. But it is worth exploring because it's so good. I love it so much. Um, I will let you borrow my... If you don't have Pop TV, you can borrow my cable login and watch it through that because it's that's amazing. So there. The good place. It might be on Amazon Prime, though I'm not is positive. It? When I Googled Shit's Creek streaming, it says Shit's Creek season three, episode two, available on YouTube and Google Play. So that's the new season. I don't think it's on Netflix. No, I don't think it's on Netflix, but I was. But it looks like it's on Prime. Amazon. It is on. Yeah, it's on Amazon Prime if you have Amazon Prime. So there you go. We've answered that question. All right. So there you go. Now, now we know where. Season one and two are available on. Prime. And it's only been Fine. two episodes of season three. So you got time. Um, the Good Place, season one, episode two, Mindy St. Clair, and episode, nope, episode 12, Mindy St. Clair, and episode 13, Michael's Gambit. Um, I don't know how she got there from their conversation. Like, I don't know how she all of a sudden was like, I think it was just the way they were all fighting. Like, I had, I would never have, uh, never, never in a million years did I pick up on this twist. Me either. Although I love it. I didn't pick up on it. Should I have? I feel like it's a little bit of the show also fooling the audience because like in those scenes with Michael in the, like the business center, whatever it's supposed to be um, Uh like the flashback scenes of when he's getting the idea to create this place. Like there, they seem to be a little coy in like, I think we maybe would have known a little better that it wasn't because I don't know how to explain it. Like he wouldn't have seemed so nice and 
Right. And, and everybody around him who was also that way, I was like, hmm, yeah, that's it, a bit like cheating in the sense of like, I don't feel like you're, I'm not sure that was who he really was. Yeah. And when he, and like when he gets the idea, it's not, it's his reaction. I mean, I guess you could say that his reaction would be, you know, like happiness as opposed to sort of like getting like a devilish grin on your face when you come up with this idea or something, mm. uh, except that we see the change when she figures it out. Like you see the change in Correct, his expression. That's what I mean, like... And so, and so you, you see a change in him after she figures it out from the character he's been playing as, you know, the, the architect of, of the, you know, this version of the good place. And, and so, yeah, it, it doesn't quite jive with what we got, mm-hmm. you know, in some of those scenes, you know, you get more of it once you, you know, once the, the twist is out there and then you see them, you know, him pitching the idea and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, those scenes where he's at the desk and gets the promotion and, and things like that didn't quite, yeah, they, they felt like they did feel a little bit like those were there to just, we need to prolong this just for a couple more minutes uh, type of thing. Well, they were clearly about like him acting that way in those scenes was about fooling the audience and not being true to what he would actually like. Yeah. Who we then see him be. So to me, that feels like it reminds me of that episode of Veronica Mars that annoys me um, for the same Which reason episode? where <laughs> the episode um, where she hides Duncan from the FBI or the police right, or whoever. Right. In the room. Because in the next she motel narrates. Room yeah. Um, in the next apartment over, but um, yes, where she does some narration that she clearly would not like first person narration to the audience that she would not do if she were like, it's clearly done to fool us, the audience. It's not done because that's actually what she would narrate in this situation because she's normally telling the audience the truth. Like, you know what I mean? She's normally being straight up with the audience and talking to the audience about what's happening. So it's a little bit of a trickery happening with the audience. It's the same thing here where I felt like, in those scenes, it's a little bit of about fooling the audience to keep the the um, twist hidden. It's not really about being true to what should be happening in those scenes. Um, I think they could have played right. it a little bit vaguer, and I would have bought it a little more. But uh, anyway, the whole point was I just still didn't see it coming because probably a little bit of that, like when you're actually seeing a glimpse of him in his natural in his original environment, you don't even then get the hint that. <laughs> something doesn't seem quite right. right. Um, I mean, I love it. I, I wonder what they'll do next. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love that we already see it be different uh, in that the guy who ends up being her soulmate or whatever in that moment, you know what I mean? Is clearly different. I don't know. It'll be interesting. Um, Agreed. And I cannot, cannot cannot get enough of Jason and uh, what's her name? Janet. But she she instituted a ride or die scenario <laughs> and so she's in it for life. Oh my god. I, I do he's love so hearing dumb. his and when stuff he's, coming from her. Oh, oh my god. But when he's like, we did it! We can stay! And like They're like, no. You did nothing. We did it, baby. We can stay. And he just keeps repeating it. Oh, my God. He's so funny. The things that come he out of his funny. mouth. And then you're right. The things that come out of Janet's mouth that would have come out of his mouth. Where he's like, we're totally in love. And she's like, actually, I, I don't know. I'm not allowed to love her. Like, whatever. Like, she totally <laughs> just, everything he says, she just kind of disagrees with. <laughs> but he just does not notice. Oh. I do love that. When they were in the medium place... His, them drawing the pictures and various oh things. God. Thank God. We almost got really close. Like, <laughs> there was a lot of bumping, I think. <laughs> oh my God. So funny. Yeah, I, I have to say I did, I did like the twist. Although, like we talked about, not so much a fan of things that, when a show does something that strictly to fool the audience that would, that in hindsight doesn't make any sense, you know, for what the situation would have been. Th- those are a little, 
Uh, those are a little bothersome. But mm-hmm. it does put it in an interesting place of, okay, so a new season would be basically – would be very – well, she has to find Cheaty. Yeah, what, be... what the fuck is a Cheaty? We like him. I mean, it puts oh, her in the God. same place as not knowing anything, but with one piece of information uh, to right. try. Uh, that, that well, I'm interested her... to see, like, because I anticipate we'll see a lot of the same cast, right? But in different, they don't have to be in the same roles. <laughs> I mean, the main cast has to be Cheaty, Tahani. Oh my Jason. God, I can't. Jason and um, Eleanor, and of course Michael. But I mean, the rest of the people. I feel like we're gonna maybe see those people, like maybe the real, real Eleanor, um, in a different role, just because they can use them a different way. Because they were actors, so, right? Because they were playing. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they were all just making up scenarios as they were going along, anyway. So. Right. They were all people, all staff members. So, um, I imagine we will see them again, but just in different roles. So I'm kind of excited about that prospect of it i do love eleanor's moment there when she was like i may straight up be into tahini yeah. <laughs> side note and tahani's so face like, she's like wait what <laughs> <laughs> just because she was so like she was subtle not subtle but you know what i mean like she would just throw in the compliment to her and it felt like oh no she's just being like a girlfriend like we always see her with a bunch of girls in the in the flashbacks, whatever. So when she did it, I was like, yeah, that's just how she is. So when she said it, it was like, perfect. It was hysterical. I just, it's a show. I I knew that I would love the show because I love Kristen Bell and I love Ted Danson doing comedy, but it's even better than I could have imagined. And I'm so glad. And I really do think that it'll be back. Like, I just don't see a scenario where it's not. But it did well, didn't it? It did well enough, I think. Yeah, I think given where it given where it played and stuff like that, I think it would have had to have done, you know, like significantly worse than Superstore not to for them not to bring it back. And I don't. Yeah. And it, it didn't do that. It wasn't. Uh, I, I think according to TV by the numbers, I'm pretty sure it's in the likely to be renewed. Yeah, I think it's I think it's prob it's probably going to be just given where NBC is with their comedies and anything that seems to get a little bit of a foothold someplace, whether mm-hmm. critical plays or just, you know, just enough audience or, or various things that, uh, you know, like the Carmichael show quote unquote did good ratings, but for an NBC comedy you know, type of thing, right. uh, you know, in the summer, you know, for when it, it got renewed the, the first time. So, and given, you know, that Superstore didn't exactly burn up the, the ratings either, you know, and it, it got renewed. I think this is 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 a likely uh, to get renewed in that similar uh, sort of scenario that it has mm-hmm. some uh, it has According some buzz to, out so there. On TV by the numbers, because I use them as kind of a guide and they're usually really correct. Um, it's it's given four bears, which means that it's likely to be renewed. Three bears is a toss-up. Two bears is likely to be canceled, and one bear is sure bet. And then DSW is dead show walking, but it'll get updated tomorrow with returns on last week's episode. And it helps that it's owned by NBC. Yeah, right. that that as well. So, but oh my god, guys, it's just I I want to go back now and watch and see if I watch it differently, knowing how it kind of played out. Yeah, because they try and show you some flashback scenes where. You're now supposed to, you know, now maybe you see Michael's reaction to her admitting, you know, that she's not supposed to be there as different. But it but when they show just like a microsecond of a of a flashback of his reaction, as opposed to how how they showed it originally. I mean, they showed some things where they tried to where they tried to give you that it's been there all along. But those those seem really hidden. And that maybe if you watched it now and you were focused on him in scenes, looking for like <laughs> his reactions to things, right? Uh, you could see whether it was, you know, because because yeah, like if there's, you know, a scene of him, because you would think that, 
there would there would possibly be times where somebody else isn't paying attention to him that he might have a different reaction to something or whatever. Right. Maybe he did have. It does kind of explain why he kicked that puppy into the sun. <laughs> <laughs> it does. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought about that. Oh, that's funny. That was my favorite scene of the whole show. <laughs> I laughed so hard. I did not expect that. I could not believe how funny it was. Oh, my God. Um, so The Good Place, we hope we'll see it come for many years to come. That phrase is hard to get out. Final episode, final show, I mean, in prime time. The Librarians, Season 3, Episode 10, and The Wrath of Chaos. <laughs> two things, two, two sentences. So I watched three episodes of this yesterday, so I may just be going back to other episodes. Uh, Cassandra's sudden, suddenly in love with Jenkins? Yeah. Oh. Wildly out of left field. And B, I actually thought for a minute they might kill Noah Wiley off. But then I remembered it's librarians and they wouldn't. Yeah, but the other people who die all still manage to stay around. So, Like, like I thought we would never see Charlene again. In the show. I forgot she's in the mirror with Judson or whatever. <laughs> there, was, there was actually a brief moment where I was like, well, this would be an interesting like way to close this off. Like if this was actually the end and they, you know, he's, you know, he's already mentioned multiple times that he's been a library longer than, you know, he's supposed to be than, or whatever. Than most librarians have had, although they've obviously changed things up now with the multiple librarians. So, but it, it left it in a place where like, that could be like a big, you know, sort of finale for, uh, for no Wiley. And, but yet the show still could come back, you know, with the rest of the gang. Uh, so to speak. Uh, but then there was also the everybody else had all these things and nobody had used them yet. You know, like he still had the tattoos and stuff on his arm and and that hadn't come into play yet. And uh, but I did like how those things came together. Uh, I liked I liked his you guys couldn't have <laughs> you guys couldn't have figured this out earlier. It would have saved me a lot of hassle. I think the. The Judson thing, I think that did sort of feel like out of left field, but it it seemed like it was also... You mean the Jenkins thing? Yeah, that that came out of... That that came out of left field, but it was like a setup. It was setting up the goodbye and that for her to go into the mirror and and for that scene to have, you know, more resonance or something like that, but... Yeah, but Jenkins... He's just so old, and he's on Larroquette. But then as soon as he... Even if I was a thousand years younger, I would still be too old for you. But but then, it kind of, as soon as I, he, whatever, denied her, um, crushed her or whatever, because apparently she's in love with him, I knew for, um, without a moment, she and Australia were going to make out. That was the thing about the season, is that they all... Is if the show never comes back, they left it. I think they left it in a good place. Hasn't it already been renewed? Not that I know of. Has it? I'm pretty sure it has. I'm going to Google this now, too. For a fourth season? But even creating it as a third season, you know, going in where you don't know if you're getting a fourth season, I think it created a. Because I remember talking about that at the beginning, is it felt like a season like, okay, what are they what are they doing is, you know, are they going after a final season, but the, the way that they closed everything off or the way they left the story, if it never came back, I think it would have been in a good spot. You know, right. everybody, everybody sort of has, you know, everybody sort of found something or someone that is out, you know, the, the, it hasn't afforded. been officially renewed. I guess I thought it was just, the, just, the, I just thought just the way they close it off and, you know, the way, you know, a new thing comes in at the end and they, you know, start going off to figure out, you know, what to do. It left it in a spot where you can go, okay, if it, if it never came back, it gives you a good ending that also you could just see is, you know, they continue on protecting the world from strange magical artifacts and various other, other problems that arise uh, and stuff like that. And if they did come back, you would just get to see more of those things. Right. (laughs) Right. I don't know. I, I, I knew that Eve wouldn't turn against them. I knew there had to be a plan. I mean, that's the thing about this show. You kind of always know where it's going to go. That was the other thing that bothered me a little bit in the episode was that the, 
is that some of them sort of believed it like too easily. Right. You know, even at the end, when he's holding her up against the wall, like, why shouldn't I choke you? You would be like, uh, you've all spent a lot of time with each other now. You would think it would have been long enough now that you would, you might think, wait, what else might be going on here? You know, type right. of thing. Especially for him, you know, as somebody that's been around for quite some time. So right. That, that one part of it kind of bothered me a little bit because I was kind of, I, I was with you as like this, there's no way after three seasons that all of a sudden she came in contact with her old mentor and would completely fall back in line given everything right. she's seen or done uh, and, you know, and the role that she, she plays and stuff. And so, so yeah, that was, but if it is renewed, I'll watch more. It's a show I enjoy. I thought Noah Wiley was really good in this finale. I always think he's really good, but he, it actually made me think at one point, or maybe it was, uh, I did like when they threw that line in when they had her say, he's always been pretty wily. I didn't even notice that. I, I liked how sad he was when he was going to have to say goodbye to Charlene, which I guess maybe have been two episodes ago, but it made me think, uh, I want to do an ER rewatch but I'd have to buy the DVDs because it's not on streaming anywhere. And I don't think I would make it through the episode where Carter gets stabbed. I don't think I physically and emotionally can get through watching Paul Zabricki stab Carter again. I still have not forgiven that guy. I know you can't, you can't, you can't watch, watch anything he's in. You can't watch other shows. That's like your least favorite part of mom is when he used to show up on that. And uh, yeah, that was your favorite part of mom is when the daughter broke up with him. I guess. What is his name? David Crumholtz. Crumholtz. I'm sorry, David Crumholtz, but <laughs> in my brain, you are forever typecast as the man who killed Lucy. That was my first ugly cry over a television series, and I will never get over it. Oh, my God. Unrelated to the librarians, apparently. I did like the also in they had a lot of uh, in this season, they had a lot of throwbacks to uh, the movies. And things where they referenced uh, past things, including you know here at the end with him, with him holding the spear and seeing the difference. Promo picture. Yeah, the difference between him and the uh, and what is basically like the uh, yeah like the DVD cover or whatever. I still have that DVD from um, like I got it as a screener (laughs) with that picture. I never watched the movies ever. But yeah, I like the. I mean, when they even you know they reference. You know, that he had fallen in love with a vampire before when they ran into vampires again and, you know, various things like that. I thought I thought they had some good callbacks to, which is also what made it feel like this could possibly be the last season. Maybe, but we'll see. I know that TNT is trying to go real dark real fast, so I don't know if it fits into their uh, world anymore. <laughs> the, the, the librarian's reboot where everybody comes back and is darker and meaner and <laughs> I don't think they would be uh, no but yeah if, if they do I'd be if they were going to do that they would have just killed yeah <laughs> they killed Noah Wiley and then had everybody just uh, become the dark spiral downward yeah <laughs> until he shows up in a mirror again and everything's fine <laughs> and, but yeah, um, I, at the very end of the first episode <laughs> yeah I definitely I definitely watch more if they if they did more because I like you know I like the people that are behind it I like the type of stuff that uh, that they do. This gives you sort of, you know, some of the wackiness of leverage and and some of the, you know, right. even like the fun of, you know, like Warehouse 13 with the artifacts and uh, all these things. Better lead actor. And I mean, actress. Eddie McClintock was fine. I never was a fan of Jan- Janet Kelly. That sentence didn't make sense to anybody who doesn't. I just didn't like her acting. Janet Kelly, I didn't think she was great. That was her name, right? I don't know. I have no idea um, what you're talking about. I'm talking what... about Warehouse 13 and how this has a better lead oh, actor. Joanne Kelly? Joanne Kelly. She's not. Oh, Janet <laughs> Kelly used to work with me. That's why I know what I mean that. But Joanne Kelly, I never thought she was a great actor. I mean, and... I knew who you were talking about, FYI. I just didn't, um, I didn't know I what her name was. I think Romaine's much better, but she's better. On that note, time for some reality. Hell's Kitchen. So I just want to say this is the episode where Polly was the last person, last guy kicked off the show. Now he's one of the three I talked to in whenever I talked to them before the show started September, I guess. 
and he he hated his time on the show and he when i talked to him he ranted and raved about how you know he never worked with gordon and he was not great and they they set him up to lose and they set the ovens wrong and all this stuff and and he's like you'll see it when we shit when you watch it i'm like okay so this is the final episode none of that makes it there's nothing about the snow being set incorrectly. He takes his loss perfectly fine. He's thankful. And then they show like how during the season, um, he apparently like kept pulling Gordon aside and asking for help. And Gordon kept giving him advice. So this guy was just real sour on his time there and was real, real mad that he didn't win um, and just ranted and raved about it, but then got kicked off. So now one of the top, one of the winners, the winner is going to be a female. Um, and I hope it's Ryan because I don't like the other two. Uh, so that's Hell's Kitchen. Project Runway Junior. I just want to say that I think it's really cute that Hannah Jeter gets really, really into it. And she gets so sad when she has to kick these kids off. Like, she cries every week. Because she truly does like them. And she's actually a very capable host. I think she's better than Heidi Klum. Which is saying a lot. Because Heidi Klum's been doing it for 17,000 years. Um, Top Chef. I think it's interesting that there's only two rookies left. And they're both pretty bad. Um... I hope that Shirley wins because I like her. Shirley or Sheldon or who I'm rooting for at this point. Um, hopefully one of them wins. And then Hunted, I didn't watch the whole episode, but I feel like it's kind of showing people how to go on the run. <laughs> like, here's what you need to do to drop off the grid. If you're, is this a reality show? It is. It's like 28 okay. people or something. Or no, 14 people that have to try and stay on the run for 28 days. And there's like CIA and like ex-CIA, ex-FBI, ex-Marines and whatever tracking them. And so you have to try and stay, you're being hunted for 28 days. And it's like showing you basically how to evade capture. But I was very huh. interested in it. <laughs> showing you like all having them talk about how they try and track people down. So it's, it would be like a course of, well, if this is what they do, then I should probably try and do this or seeing what things worked, you know, for people to get away or, or, or what have you. That, that is kind of, uh, I, the, the only thing I was interested in is to, like, how are they hooked into things? Like, like what, what are they, are they just using, you know, people's social media or you know stuff that anybody could find or online or do they have somehow because real law enforcement would have access to some other databases that you might not have uh, access I don't really to. know and so I, I I, I'm interested they... in, I'm interested a little bit in like how exactly are they just using their their skills you know and their training from you know their various backgrounds uh, and using you know, whatever they they can, you know, anybody else could use that type mm -hmm. of thing. They just better know what to do with it or or things that they can uh, find. Because uh, I don't know, I I didn't I didn't watch, but those were some of the things that I was like uh, interested. In. But then when you say you watch some of it, but you're just like, so this is just uh, like schooling people on how to evade. Basically, the it. it's like here's how to stay off the grid: delete your social media, don't use your ATM. That's pretty much it. Make sure you have friends you can rely on. Um, so that's reality for the week. Survivor comes back in a month and a half, and I can't wait. Huh. Putting that out there. Uh, I feel like I said this before, and I think it was on this podcast, that I said I was very excited because Survivor and Designated Survivor come back on the same night. <laughs> and that just made me happy. Um, TV recommendations. I'm going to say The Magicians again, because I finally finished season one and then started season two. I love it. Did we oversell it? No, it's really good. I mean, on the uh, hmm. the sort of the darkness of where things go. Oh, it went dark. <laughs> it went real dark. And I love it. And season two is awesome. I haven't started watching the season two episodes yet. Although apparently there's even a few more. You know it premieres Wednesday, right? Available. Uh, yes, I, I do. Because uh, when we talked about this previously, I said it was in a couple weeks, and I got, I got. Oh, that's for, right. Versus a few, I understand. I got guff for saying it was in a couple weeks when it literally was in a couple weeks. Anyway, everybody should watch it. No thanks. Um, why do you hate? Because <laughs> I did not enjoy it. <laughs> How far did you watch the first two? I watched the first two. 
sorry. What was it and about you know, it that you I'm didn't in like? A, I'm in this stage where if I, yeah, <laughs> if yeah. I don't like it. Well, I mean, but what I'm was it, it? What was it that you didn't like in the first couple episodes? Uh, I pretty much didn't like any of it. So <laughs> that's I, I don't have something specific to say I don't like. I didn't enjoy watching it at all. So it basically, was there was nothing that hooked you. Like there was nothing to latch onto for you. Correct. I didn't care for any of the characters. I just didn't get into it. I get it. Mm-hmm. I liked Sorry. it. You didn't. Here ends our friendship. <laughs> <laughs> All right, goodbye. This reminds me of the conversation Alex and I. Alex and I literally just had this conversation. She says, because I'm going to there, I'm going to be in LA with her. She says, um, Can I get you anything to have here when you get here? I was like, Diet Pepsi. She's like, I hate that you don't like Diet Coke. And I was like, Diet Coke is gross. And she said, Diet Coke is perfection. And I said, Diet Coke is, I said, That's patently untrue. Here ends our friendship. And she's like, We had a good run. <laughs> All over Diet Coke versus Diet Pepsi. Anyway. I like the magicians. Ray doesn't <laughs> let your conscience be your guide. Here ends our decade-long friendship. Also, for the record, if you could see Amory's list of things she's watching compared to my list of things that I'm behind on. Yeah, I have 900 <laughs> shows, and it makes me feel uh, insane. But yes, that's. Uh, I would agree that The Magicians is, is worth checking out. But my recommendation this week is Powerless, uh, which premieres Thursday, February 2nd on uh, NBC. And I really liked the first episode of it. It, uh, I don't know, a lot of the, a lot of the jokes and the the stuff is the type of humor that I go for. But the thing I came away with is the thing that it felt like to me was if you took better off Ted, and most of the show took place in the lab, that would be what Powerless is. Is it's <laughs> it's sort of a group like that that are coming up with you know various inventions and stuff like that to try and protect people in a Which world. Which FYI that... was not at all how any of those people described it at Comic-Con. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I, it makes me feel like it got, because they hadn't filmed anything yet at Comic-Con. So it makes me feel like something got changed because they were literally describing themselves as insurance adjusters. Yeah. I, they, oh, so anyway. They, they must change because, or whatever, uh, but they're, a, a part of you know Wayne Security, and they're you know they're a, a subsidiary or you know part of the of Wayne Enterprises that uh, they're tasked with trying to come up with various things that uh, you know protect you know may be able to protect humans or you know non-powered people from living in a city where. There's supervillains and superheroes flying around all the time, causing destruction, and so it's basically, you know, it's an it's an office comedy, but it seems to revolve around more of like the wacky things that they're going to be trying to come up with in the lab and stuff like that. But, but I really enjoyed the. There were multiple times where I laughed, and so if you have if, if you think puns are funny and stuff like that, oh god, uh, then you may like it because there's there's a few like that in there. I I I think it's funny when I think they even show that in the in one of the one of the ads or or what have you for it uh where he's like you know sort of telling her that she could she needs to do like the the day to day or whatever he's more of a big picture guy and then he walks over and points at a picture of him he goes see and it's just a really big picture of him and uh I don't know <laughs> I I think it's funny of course you do, Jason. <laughs> you love a pun. You've never met a pun you don't embrace fully. So, but there's 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 other things. It's got Danny Pudi and Ron Funches are both really good. Uh-huh. From the first episode, I'm definitely interested in in seeing more of it to see where, you know, what they what they do, where they continue to go, or what have you. But it also provides some if you're, you know, a comic book fan or you know like these types of those types of movies and stuff like that there's plenty of jokes that they throw in about living in that type of world and maybe throwing a little shade at some of the you know some of the movies and things like that uh that have been out there but i liked it so that's that's my recommendation all right and ray has to watch 900 hours of tv from the last 900 weeks so she has no recommendation <laughs> uh it's <laughs> true you can find links to our recommendations in the news stories we talked about in the show notes at tvtimes3.com slash 354. 
Next week, Jason will be back with a couple of guests. That is correct. <laughs> TBD. I will be in L.A. just eating Panda Express. <laughs> and that's about it. Hmm. Shopping yeah. at Old Navy. Shopping at Old Navy. Go I'm going to get on the plane with my backpack and my ID, get to L.A., and just hope that I survive. Think about how freeing it would be. I, I totally would be, but... Once you get off the plane, pretend you're unhunted. Just, just, oh, sorry, guys. I can't, go, I can't communicate with you anymore. Go, go off the I'm, grid. I'm going off the grid. Going off the grid. For... And I'm going to wear this one outfit that I flew in for uh, 11, 12, 13 days. Um, so that's my plan. You know you're going to get picked up at the fossil store, though, right? That's, oh, my God. They, totally... They're going to have people already staked out. That's they're going to be like, gonna... we know she's coming here. That's where you're going to get caught. I can tell you right now. Oh, my God. Um, so that's my plan. Wish me luck. And Good luck. I'm going to go take my dog outside. So big things going on over here. <laughs> I'm going to go take my trash out. We are so exciting. I'm going to go out and get something to eat. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good night. Bye. Bye. Bye.